I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your professional coach, making sure that your life and your work is spectacular as you dream it. I am here with Donna Dubay. Hi, Donna. Hi, Jody. Nice to be here. Oh, I'm really glad that you're here today. Let me tell you a little bit about Donna. Donna Dubay is a certified director of operations, business growth strategist, and host of the CEO Amplify podcast. She works with established online service-based businesses, business owners who are ready to make a bigger impact and maximize their profit. Donna is passionate about helping business owners work smarter, not harder, escape the hustle and grind culture, and go from stressed out to confident CEO. With several years of experience in project planning and strategic growth planning with six and seven figure businesses, she has seen the momentum that can happen in a business when the CEO leverages their time, talent, and tactics. Wow, Donna, that is powerful. I love that. Now, have you always worked or wanted to work with CEOs and be behind the scenes making them successful? Good question. Um, Honestly, no. (laughs) (laughs) So for many of us, our journey is a long one and not a straight and narrow path. But I actually started my career in nursing and spent quite a few years as an ICU nurse. And so from there really honed my project management skills, if you want to, it was more patient management, but (laughs) a lot of those skills are transferable. And then, of course, as I had kids and my family changed, I wanted to be able to spend some more time with them. And so switched into actually homeschooling my children for a number of years. And then from there, I wanted to get back into the workforce and felt, okay, where can my skills and my, and my set fill in? So I started doing project management with CEOs of small businesses and realized they needed more. Because me just coming in to manage the project was fine, but there were other gaps in their business. They were still stressed out, still working 24-7. And so I wanted to dive deeper and be able to serve those CEOs on a different level. And so that's when I moved more into operations and uh, business growth strategists to really help the CEOs run their business. Great. You know, it's amazing. You're an ICU ICU nurse, so you really know how to challenge you know to really challenge people but to really work with again high stress situations mm. yes yeah, for so sure that's great and manage people and manage projects and manage again patients um mm-hmm. did you have to learn that or do you feel that you have always been that person to take charge Yeah, I think some of that is innate. I call it a God-given talent, but Mm -hmm. I certainly do feel that um, 
that whole thing about, you know, when someone has an idea, immediately, my brain just starts to going, okay, what are the tasks? What are the pieces of this project to get it done? And I can't help not do it. <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> yeah. I drive my family insane, because, you know, if we're going to go on a vacation, it, it just can't be spontaneous if mm-hmm. I'm there, because mm-hmm. I just have to map out all the pieces beforehand. So um, yeah. it's a good in a sense, but you know, it can have its down parts too, because yes, I know some of my even friends are, you know, trying to get me to be a little more spontaneous and <laughs> I'm working on it, but it's not natural for sure. Yeah. You know, I find that um, some people are just planners, mm-hmm. you know, they feel more comfortable having some pieces in place and then they can be a little more spontaneous and others just want to have, you know, want to go moment by moment. And um, we have to accept those people. We have to accept where they're at. We can have fun with it. And I'm like you, I'm a planner. I need to have some of those things going on just to think about it. And, um, you know, as a as a coach, and as um, a business owner, I, that's just the way I work. So, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I love what you are standing for. I've read some of your things, but mm-hmm. what are some strategies? We're going into planning <laughs> because <laughs> this is what we need to do. Um, how can CEOs use some strategies to really elevate their options and make the best informed decisions that they can. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I find, like you say, Jody, it's actually a good um, balancing act, if you say, because many of the CEOs that I work with are not top planners. They like to have some things planned out, but they're more visionaries. They're more creative. They've got lots of ideas and good ideas Mm -hmm. that come to them, but then being able to follow through and implement those and decide which ones are a priority is really hard for them. And so that's where I find that our two skill sets meet and match. And it's a nice combination. I remember um, when I was working with a client once, we had just agreed to work together and I sent the proposal and in the proposal was my Kobe results. And so I am a high fact finder um, <laughs> and high at follow through. And so he was completely opposite. And so he said, when I read the proposal, I said to my wife, well, this is not going to work. We're going to fight like cats and dogs because <laughs> she's completely opposite from me. Um, but it was actually a nice combination because we could take each other's skills and each other's weaknesses and, and work together. So that's that's really, um, you know, how that comes together nicely. In terms of strategies for time, really, I look at it this way. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, but how we use it is what makes the difference. And so I remember a quote by James Clear that really resonates with me and still does. Um, And he says, the myth is that there isn't enough time. There is plenty of time. There Mm. isn't enough focus with the time you have. Mm. And you win by directing your attention toward better things. I love that James Clear of Atomic Habits. Yes, Yes. exactly, exactly. And so the truth is, you know, if we get up as CEOs and we start our day, we turn on our computer, we go into our inbox, we have our DMs, maybe we have Slack or a way of communicating with our team, we're going to have 50 or more requests when we start our day. That's the reality of it. 
right? And so as CEOs, yes, we have to deal with those requests, but I question, do we have to do it first? And so if we can really set up our ideal calendar where we're modeling how we want our day to go rather than being you know, summoned to everyone else's request during the day, then that's when we really start to prioritize and put what matters first. And when I say what matters, it's those revenue generating activities, those yeah. things that are driving your business forward, things that probably you as CEO are the only one in your company that can do. That's great. I, I love, um, I love the, the, the quote. That's awesome. Um, and I also love what you're saying is to really think about your day, um, maybe even the night before jot down, what are the priorities before you turn your computer on the next morning and get swept away in all the emergencies, all the drama, things that are coming up and think about you know, I've got my my three priorities. Who can I delegate to? Who can I have this person handle? Because I've got to to look and think about these revenue generating activities. Yes, and, um, exactly. Yeah, and you know, um, what are some habits in addition to doing that that a CEO can think about? to uh, make their business successful? Yeah, good question. So another one that I focus on working with my clients with is what I call the CEO power hour. And it's really a one hour date with yourself as CEO to reflect and review and figure out what your priorities are for the week. So I suggest that you take a time in your calendar. It could be a Monday morning. It could be a Sunday evening or Friday afternoon, whatever works best for you, but a regular recurring time in your calendar where you can devote an hour to yourself and your business. And really what you're doing in that time is reviewing, okay, what is my revenue? Am I bringing new people into my business each week? Am I reaching my targets on these projects that I have going on that I want to complete? And of course, self-care and support. So do I have support? Have I communicated with those who are supporting me about what I need them to do? And that could be like Jody said, delegating something in your business, but it could be at home too. Hmm. Maybe you're having an extra busy week, you're traveling in the middle of the week and you need someone at home to take on a task or two that you would normally do. So really looking at what kind of support do I need, communicating that with your people, and then self-care. I mean, how many of us have gone for months before we actually booked that doctor's appointment or mm. a massage mm. or something for ourselves, right? Yeah. Especially as women, we're constantly willing to help and help and help everyone else. And we come last. And so really just putting some time in to make sure that that's happening for you, whatever that looks like. And that could be as simple as tracking your water intake. Did mm. I drink enough, right? Mm. Am I getting yeah. enough sleep? Did I have a morning routine and get some exercise? Great. Yeah, that is, that's great. And I think once you get in the habit, you really do start to see your focus changing to the business again, mm. instead of putting out fires, which is what a lot of people think they need to do. A lot of CEOs. Now, um, when you talk about delegating, um, how do you 
really put that in a strategic framework. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I like to follow something called the Eisenhower matrix matrix, and really it's four boxes. And so what I encourage people to do is just do a brain dump of all the tasks that you can think of that are on your list or things that you need to get done in the business. We're not editing, we're not making them look pretty, we're not prioritizing, it's literally a brain dump, either on paper, on your computer, whatever works for you. And then from there, we wanna plug those tasks into four quadrants. And the criteria for the four quadrants comes through important and urgent. So important are things that are revenue generating. You can tie that task directly to increased revenue in your business. And urgent are things that need to get done by a certain timeline, or there'll be you know, some sort of negative consequence that you don't really want to happen. So for example, you might do have a networking meeting. Maybe it's local now that we can all join each other again. <laughs> um, and so that could be something that's important and it needs to be done by a certain timeline because it's only happening Tuesday at three o'clock, mm -hmm. right? Um, taxes are another thing that are important, not necessarily, or sorry, are urgent, not necessarily revenue generating, but they need to get done by a certain time or there'll be negative consequences. And so being able to take all those tasks that you did the brain dump on and plug them into that four, those four quadrants, whether it's important, urgent, not important, not urgent, important, not urgent, that type of thing. And then from there, you can really see what do I as CEO need to do? So I as CEO need to focus on important and not urgent. That's where the gold is. Important and not urgent. Yes, that's but right. Why do you say that? Why? Yeah, so that's where the um, revenue generating activities are. That's where the tasks that are for growth happen. And so that's where you may want to do, you know, sales calls, you might want to have um, JV partnerships or meeting with other people to, you know, collaborate, that type of thing. Things that are important and urgent, hopefully you can have someone on your team taking care of. And so those are the types of things we want to be delegating. That's, that's great. And, and I like the fact of important, not urgent, because that allows us to relax. Mm -hmm. That allows us the space to really brainstorm or brainstorm with others that, mm -hmm. um, you know, can give us that time that we need in order to figure out the solutions to problems. And yes. uh, that, that, um, yeah, that's great. Now, you talk uh, a lot about, again, collaboration. How would you say that we can all strengthen as CEOs or leaders our collaboration skills? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. I think it's a lot, Jody, of actually having the time to see those opportunities. Because when we're stuck in the day-to-day putting out the fires, as you said, the day-to-day -day operations of our business. It's like we've got our heads stuck in the sand mm. and other things are going by and we can't even see them because we're so busy putting out those fires. And so having time to be able to take a step back, have a bird's eye view of your business and where are those opportunities that you might not even see when you're busy 
in the day to day. So certainly having some time set aside in that CEO power hour to be looking for those collaborations, to be maybe following up with somebody who you've met at some point and then, you know, didn't, uh, didn't keep up with those types of things. So that's really important to build into your weekly schedule so that you're looking at it from a strategic standpoint and then having time to, to see those opportunities. That that's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, and again, just, you know, looking at those opportunities now in a company, we, we have talent that has strengths and weaknesses. How do we, first of all, start to understand who we need in the company to really make it successful. Mm, yes. And this is a process in itself, isn't mm, it? Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so again, it's the type of thing where we need to plan for that, right? Most times we're not successful if we throw up a Facebook post saying, I need help. <laughs> the quality oh of help we get is yeah. exactly what we ask for. <laughs> right. 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 Um, and so looking ahead to say, okay, here's where my business is now. Here's where I want it to be a year or three years from now. What kind of support am I going to need to get it there? And so looking at, are my offers changing? Do I need assistance to come in and help me deliver that offer? Or do I need more implementation assistance to you know, get the day-to-day -day done, send the emails, make sure people are enrolled, those types of things. So really mapping out where you want to be in terms of your business and then reverse engineering what that's gonna mean in terms of people. So I encourage people to make a list of the different tasks that that new person would need to do. And at first that list of tasks might just look like a humble mess, but that's okay. As you write it down and as you take a look at it, you're gonna be able to sort through okay, this is actually going to need two people, one to do mm. these things and someone else to do that bit, right? Or it might be clear, this is one person, I need an executive assistant to manage my calendar. Mm. I mean, it could be a simple thing or it could be more complicated. But when we write out the tasks that we want the person to be able to do, knowing where we want our business to be, then it makes it much easier to then decide what type of person, what type of role that would be. And then obviously what budget that's going to require and making sure we have that budget, you know, to be able to support them. Um, and then from there, I always encourage people make a proper job description, have an application form, you know, have some vetting of those who apply so that you're not interviewing everyone who applies because mm -hmm. that's not a good use of your time or theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, but really narrowing that down based on what the top priorities are from the things that that task, that job is going to have to do. Yeah, that's, um, I hear that. I know I have uh, had people really put a lot of thought into who do they want? I mean, not only the tasks, which are important, but also does that person fit in the culture mm. of the company as well. And um, those are also considerations. Um, how will they get along being in a team situation? Are they, I want to do this on my own, which, which may be great for some roles, or um, I need them to get along with this person and that person and that person. So those yeah, are good uh, point. And yeah. you're right. I didn't mention that, but it's, I like to always include 
something about the culture, both in the job description mm-hmm. and also in the application, in the questions. Um, and so whether you're asking them what their values are or whether you're asking them what values, you know, from the job description do you resonate with? Um, or can you give me an example when you're able to put this value into place, you know, working in another business? Um, so that gives you a sense of, of their values beforehand. Um, and then certainly, again, on the interview, you know, be asking those value questions so that it helps you really determine because you're right. We can hire for skills, mm. but that's not the only piece, right? Mm-hmm. We want them to be able to fit in with what we already have within our business. Right. And we want them to be happy mm-hmm. with our company culture, because frankly, we don't have a lot of time to have someone leave an interview, go through the whole process. So that's, that's really important as well. Um, and then speaking of time, as a CEO, how do you know that you are working way too many hours? Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, we've all are been you feeling there. burnout on your shoulders. Right. <laughs> um, right. Certainly. Yes. I always encourage my clients to start with making a scheduling ninja is what I like to call it. And so really it's a model calendar for if you could have a perfect week in your business, what would it look like? And so I suggest they start with a blank calendar it can be paper, Google, whatever they use. And the first thing they put in there are family and personal obligations, Mm. because while I believe business is important, we also have family and life to deal with, and we don't want one taking over the other. And so, you know, if you have a morning routine, block that off in your calendar. If you pick kids up from school, you have a date with your spouse, whatever those things are, but map them out in your calendar first and foremost. And then the second thing from there is to map out what your business hours are going to be. So just like a brick and mortar has a time when they're open and a time when they're closed, your online business should be the same because otherwise, when do you close that laptop? When do you shut off Mm -hmm. your mind Mm -hmm. from that, right? And so you have set hours, which you're going to work. Then you know what those are. Your team knows what they are. Your clients know what they are. And so it's clear up front, these are the times when you can expect a response from me and expect me, you know, to be available and working. And then within that time frame of when your hours are, now we block off certain times for certain tasks. So your top three priorities get time in there. Your CEO power hour goes in there once a week. You know, time for marketing, time for creating new content, time for doing sales, time for client work. And that's going to differ from business to business, obviously, but mapping out actual times and blocks where you can get that work done, it really helps us to stop context switching and flipping from one thing to another, which we know the research says is not the best for our brains. Um, Mm. And it gives us time to really focus and get in the flow and do our highest level work when we know we've got these two hours to dedicate to this. You know, it's true. Once, once we know what we need from our week, you know, some things are in there automatically. We exercise in the morning. We, you know, we, we help with dinner at night. Um, I think it really does set up a framework of being able to set boundaries Mm -hmm. with 
with business and with others you know if, if there's an important meeting in the middle of the day you again as you said you get a task somebody to help out with that task yeah so yeah. it just sets and up this our can brain. change as yeah. your business and your life sure. changes right yep. and so in different seasons you might have a different looking model calendar, but it's a good place to start, a good framework to start. And I think it also helps with your team. If you're having your team doing bookings for you, they know now where they can find you, right? Oh, Tuesday, you know, afternoon, Donna's out because she's always doing X, right? Mm -hmm. And so they know, yeah. sure, they can send me a message, but they're not going to get a reply then because I'm not available at that time. Yeah, I, th I think it helps the whole business and the whole team, but especially yourself so that nothing gets in the way of things that, again, are important, family and self-care. Yes, yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I think the other piece of that in terms of working too much is ask yourself, do I have any time on a weekly basis to think about my business, to work on my business instead of in my business. Mm. And if you find that your whole week is spent in your business from one fire to another to another, then I'll politely say there's room for improvement. <laughs> oh, I like that is nice. I can tell you, you coach very nicely. <laughs> say the right words. <laughs> That's great. One last question, Donna, is um, what would you say? We've talked a lot about a lot of different great ideas for CEOs. What would you add as how they can be successful in their business? One last thing that we haven't covered. Yeah, I think a big thing is can keep it simple. Mm. And so many times, you know, as business owners, we start, we're on our own and we're doing all the things and we're learning as we go, because most of us, you know, didn't get an MBA and how to start a business, right? Mm -hmm. We have a passion, we have a skill, but it might not necessarily be in business foundations. And so as we're learning, we're taking little pieces from different gurus and different mentors. And when we're doing all of those little pieces, it can become very overwhelming. And so take a step back and say, okay, I'm doing this on a weekly or monthly basis. Is this activity, project, task actually giving me a return on investment? I know for me, myself personally, I was spending a lot of time on social media mm. because over the years I've learned that's where you have to be, to go mm. in groups where your potential clients are. You have to be providing value. You have to be posting nonstop on all the channels. Right. And exactly. I was literally exhausted and burning myself out and I wasn't enjoying it at all. But when I took a step back and said, okay, of all these posts that I posted this month, did I get any return on investment? You know, I put a call to action in all of them. Were people actually following through? Were people joining my email list? Were they commenting? Were they, you know, attending a free webinar, whatever it was that I was putting out there? Um, and I think I realized, yes, there was a little bit of engagement, but nowhere near the amount I thought. And so at that point, I was like, I need to dial this back down because this strategy is not the one that's working for me. 
And so, yes, I still have a social media presence, but nowhere near the amount that I was pushing myself to do beforehand. And so that's just one example, but really keeping it simple and letting go of those things, those tactics or those marketing strategies that you may have tried that aren't doing your business any good and possibly not in alignment with you and where you want to go. And that really fits in nicely um, with working, you know, on your business versus in your business, because there are, we, we spend so much energy doing something we think we should do with hopes that we will get a return on that energy input. And it's a great comment to evaluate it. Yes, hundred percent. And it doesn't take long. I know yeah. for a lot of business owners, looking at data is not one of their favorite things to do, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be a wall of spreadsheet, you know, numbers. You can really just go in, take a peek and say, okay, that's not working. I'm going to pause that for the next two or three months. And, you know, I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it may add more time to your life to, again, make you a self-care, better person, better thoughts, mm. better, more revenue. Donna, um, I love what we're saying here. I'd love for my listeners to be able to contact you. Uh, what is the best way to do that? Yeah. So my website is ceoamplify.ca. And when they go there, there's a um, free downloadable PDF, which is all about the CEO power hour. And so if they would like to register for that, they'll immediately get a PDF in their email and help them sort of sort through what do I do in this weekly power hour? What things do I need to review? And how do I make this a recurring habit in my business? Great. That's very generous of you to offer that giveaway and get us started all on our power hours and adding more revenue to our business. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Dawn, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, sharing your insights, a lot of good stuff for our listeners out there. And um, again, thank you for your time. Thank you, Jody. Appreciate it. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.